You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. Hi, this is Steven from Geek Elite Media, and I want to tell you about Cuts by Candice, a hairstylist that'll work with you to get just the right look. After growing my hair out for years and years, Candice was the only stylist I trusted to cut my luscious locks. Mention our promo code GEEKOUT when making your appointment through the end of April 2019, and you'll get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candice on Facebook and Cuts by Candice 3 on Instagram, and start looking the best you, you can. The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys, and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geeks Watch, for the Geeks and all the Geeks to come. Welcome back for another shift on the Geeks Watch. John, we are here today. We are done with Star Trek Discovery Season 1. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I mean, do you feel like you want to keep watching it after Star or after Game of Thrones is over? Yeah, I think I definitely would uh, pick it back up. It's uh, it won me over eventually. It, it was definitely um, an endurance race. It's definitely an endurance race. Uh, all right. I mean, we can always go back for season two, and they're going forward with season three. I mean. There, it's gonna. It might end up being like. I mean, there's a lot of shows coming out of this thing, so it might end up being like a Star Trek podcast. I don't know if I'm okay with that. Well, maybe we need to do an offshoot. I guess we could. Yes, you got to find someone else that watch loves Star Trek with you. We can call it the uh, the Geeks Discovery or something. <laughs> there you go, the Geeks Discovery, uh, and they do shifts. This is also you have to do your shift on the on the starship. Can we get those disco shirts? Yeah, we could definitely get you a disco shirt. I like that. So, uh, all right. Well, we'll talk about the the last episode. Episode uh, was at fifteen. Fifteen. Um, will you take my hand? That's an interesting title. Uh, right after we get done with geek news for the week. So, guess what? Shazam! It did really well. I don't see how that's possible. You didn't it's, like the movie? It was so so uh dc no just kidding i loved it it was great okay <laughs> i'm glad it's doing good actually yeah uh i think what was it worldwide the first weekend it did 115 150 million because i think it was like 50 it was i know it was 53 million just for uh domestic so it was uh, projected to do around 40 and so then doing 52 i think was like a pleasant surprise yeah and now it's like hey it's like blowing up it's yeah, really good and a hundred million worldwide was just a hundred million was was its budget. So compared to like Justice League, which was what two hundred fifty million or three hundred million or something like that, you know, this is a, definitely a win for them. Oh yeah. Um. So with all that being said, see, this is what happens when you make a good movie. <laughs> this is true. Oh, well, hey, and also relatively like lower budget, but see, lower it, budget. It helps. didn't need the uh, Zack Snyder millions to show you destroying a city i mean the climax and spoilers alert to a little bit people but the big climactic finale is in a carnival 
That's true. You're not destroying like the city of Metropolis. <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. Um, I mean, it it it. I mean, I don't know what to say. DC has another. Their their other huge hit is Aquaman, and that you know that cost all the money. Yeah, but why was that a hit though? It wasn't I, a good movie. It wasn't a good movie, but people like it. I don't understand why. So. It's a thing. I think they, what they found is that they just need to make more comic book movies with horror movie directors because James Wan and Adam F. Sandberg both came from horror movies. This is true. So, or how about directors that actually care about the character? That helps. Uh, I think. How about it, having charming leads? <laughs> that also helps. Well, Henry Campbell, Cavill is charming. He's charming, but he was wasted. I mean, was that oh, he's name? definitely wasted yeah, in the in the TCU. I mean, I thought he was way better in uh, Mission Impossible, just simply because he just looks like he does more he does he definitely does more and he has he gets to have more of a range but like look at uh man from uncle like he does a great job as the very charismatic napoleon whatever in that you've seen the man from uncle no, i haven't seen that one you haven't seen that no. it's a good movie you should I, watch it I it's a you know it it's a movie based off of old tv show oh, oh i'm not familiar with the show yeah i just oh, okay. haven't seen the movie okay uh anyways um yeah uh, so they, they made all the money and they're going ahead with the sequel. They already got their writer to come back or at least one of the writers to come back to to uh, write it, Henry Gaiden. Um, I believe Peter Safran, the producer, and Adam Sa- F. Sandberg are both attached to come back, but it's not said whether if Adam Sandberg is coming back as... The, is it Adam or David. I keep saying Adam, but I think it's actually David. I'm I'll terrible. Say that producer. No, I mean the director. Oh, director. The director. Anyways, it's Sandberg. I know that. <laughs> he's supposed. To, it's. It, they don't know if he's going to come back as the director again, or if they're going to. He's going to be coming back as uh, a just a. Oh, it's David. David S. Sandberg. So I was also wrong in the last name. I kept saying Sam with an M, but it's Sand with an E N D. Do you forgive me, John? I, you know what? It's just this once. Okay. You've used up your freebie. Okay. So David F. Sandberg is going to, would be coming back either as a director or as a producer. We don't know yet. Wasn't Dwayne Johnson also producing on it? He is the ex- one of the executive producers of the movie because he's been attached as Black Adam to this project for close to 10 years. Yeah. I was going to say like, I think it was the aughts when he was first announced to have some involvement. Yeah. So I think, I mean, as you know, when he first got attached, he wasn't Dwayne Johnson though, as we know him yet. Uh, but as he became more popular and famous, he probably gained more in his contract because they kept, you know, having to redo his contract being like, we'd love to keep you attached to this because we need the rock. And, you know, as it goes on, he's like, well, then I need to be a producer on it kind of thing. Get that producer credit. That's what I'm guessing. I have no idea. I, I, I only know. All I know about Hollywood is what I learned from Entourage. You got to hug it out, bitch. That's right. You got to hug it out, bitch. The um, I remember for the longest time, too, they were saying they were going to skip Shazam and go straight to a Black Adam movie to introduce him. They were. And then that just never materialized. And in this movie... They had the perfect opportunity to tease him just a little bit, um, and we kind of get that, but not really. Yeah, you get you get the tease of him, or you get the tease of 
Black Adam, the character. Yeah, yeah. and we don't see what I- he looks like. Well, I think what the idea was is that you they never. They couldn't nail down because The Rock is super busy. Obviously, yeah, he couldn't nail down with time for him to come and shoot a cameo. Uh, but they should have just used whatever uh, the resources they already had screen captured from when he did the uh, Scorpion King. Well, you know that you bring that up is that I fear that's what they're going to end up doing. Like he's going to get his own movie as Black Adam, where he's going to be the hero, which he was in the Scorpion King, and then. He's going to be brought in to a sequel to Shazam where he's going to be the villain, which was what happened with ba- with The Mummy Returns. But obviously, The Mummy Returns happened first, and then it went to Scorpion King. But I don't think he's going to play the villain, though. Not in the traditional sense. I think. It's definitely not going to be the traditional sense. He'll be yeah. an anti-hero because yeah. that's what the Black Adam is. He's a, he's a dictator that you know protects the people of his land. Yeah, they'll but just they'll at, be at odds with each other, but in the end, I'm sure they'll even work together. But he's already Black Adam is set up as the as the villain in the first Shazam movie. Like the little bit that they uh, say about him, like yeah, that uh, he basically tore apart the ideals of the Shazam. Well, he released, and he also released the the Seven Deadly Sins. Oh, that's right. He's the one that opened Pandora's box, essentially. Essentially, that's, yeah, yeah. So, um, but then they were encased in rock. So it's I don't know it's a thing. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'd like to see a little more pseudo Christian mythology in Shazam. That'd be kind of interesting. Cause that, it, I mean, I think it'd just be interesting for them to talk about all a lot of different world religions. Like yeah. the I mean, for those who don't know, and we'll try not, we're trying not to do any spoilers. But those who don't know, I mean, the the letters of Shazam stand for different Greek gods and myth and myths um it's the wisdom of solomon the yeah, solomon is from the bible i think I, yeah you're right but i think i think it i think it also has basis in in greek there's a greek uh solomon philosopher named solomon i, think, I don't know we'll, we'll find out i we think can look so it up. yeah i mean because yeah then it talks about zeus mercury well, achilles it's, it's the strength of hercules the the courage of achilles the power of zeus the stamina of atlas and the speed of mercury so even if solomon isn't <laughs> one of them that's five out of the six that should have included a j in there so it could also have like the i don't know the walking on water of jesus or something <laughs> like but it would be interesting because like during what's called the the dark side war in uh dc comics he does uh billy does lose the connection to the greek gods so he has to come up with they come up with a new shazam and it's a bunch of different world religious figures interesting yeah. i like that idea so uh yeah well uh, I'm excited to see what they do with the continuing of that movie. And we didn't talk about it last week, did we? We didn't talk about Shazam. We even saw it. We just gave our impressions of it, but oh, okay. we didn't go into details. The more I think about it, I still love the movie. I think it's great. Yeah. But one of the things I think it it fall, it has a problem, and it's the same problem that Big kind of has, is that the adult version of the kid doesn't really act like the kid. Like, it acts younger. Well, I was... Well, yeah, this is true. But I had a theory about that. And that's because, um, in my mind, I kind of tried to rationalize it by saying young Billy Batson had to be a bit more stoic because, A, he was trying to purposely harden himself so that he wouldn't grow attached to anybody mm-hmm. um, because of his search for his uh, you know, parent. 
Um, and of course, we see that there's a whole arc with that that happens in the movie. Mm-hmm. But when he's Shazam, he kind of gets liberated from that. And like for the first time, he has power. So he kind of cuts loose a little bit more and he he eases back on that tough exterior and he actually allows himself to have a little bit of fun. I can, uh, you know, and I, and I can dig that. Like, I, I can accept that ex- explanation. So Because, I, yeah, if you're a kid, even if, if you're a hard kid, you find yourself in an adult body and an adult body that has powers, of course, you're going to be a little yeah, you reckless. Can, you put your other stuff aside and now you just kind of, you, you basically became a bit more selfish. Mm-hmm. And I kind of could see the... The, the crossover of that in that scene where he's talking to the oldest of the uh, uh, foster kids Mary. that he lives with. Yes. And uh, she's basically talking about how she's torn about what she's going to do because she's at a like a crossroads in her life. And go he's to college like, or stay with her foster family. Yeah. And he's all giving her the advice of like, dude, family's like worthless. Like it's, you got to look out for yourself and you know, all that other stuff. And that's the real Billy talking to her. That's true. Not the hero. You're right. Shazam. And um, I just, I, I see that, but I kind of feel like there's a reason for that, the way that it's displayed. Okay. So, all right. That's my two cents. Well, I will definitely see it play out in the next coming sequels. Um, all right. So this next story I thought was just a little bit strange. It's, it's odd, uh, but uh, there's apparently some millionaire that's staying anonymous at the moment that is looking to hire game developers to construct a story and a live action battle royale game on a private island. Now I figure if you're a millionaire to do this you need to be a billionaire, but maybe he doesn't he or she doesn't actually own the island, maybe they're just renting it. Maybe it's the guy that just won the $750 million Powerball in Wisconsin. <laughs> maybe. And it's a gamer. And he's just going crazy with power now, and he wants to be like, hey, let's see if we can make this for real, because I'm bored with my Fortnite squad. <laughs> I mean, is this something, like, I, I assume that it's going to be paintballs, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, this is the, the plot for a movie, like, some type of horror movie or survivalist movie. I mean, it's definitely worth reading the fine print. I mean, didn't we just have, like, a escape room movie that's basically this concept? I guess that's true. I didn't go see that movie. Did you go see it? I wanted to. I, I think it was, like, in the theater a week, and then it was gone. It wasn't there for a very long time, yeah. but, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the same thing. I think I think there's definitely more going on there in in that movie than what was shown in the trailer but i mean to be fair though i've always wanted to see the most dangerous game at play out in real life i thought that'd be kind of cool <laughs> uh but i mean i think i i mean i would assume that you would have to have it televised and it has to be uh probably pay-per-view or you know you're gonna have a bunch of ads it's gonna be death race you know <laughs> well, yeah because i mean it's gonna have to generate money somehow i'm sure right. it's gonna be some kind of subscription service they might be sponsorship depending on what the outcome of the this game will actually be uh it's interesting i if i was a rich millionaire i'd invest in like a a drone racing league or something because that to me sounds more fun but um you want to have people fight to the death for entertainment i mean sure why not (laughs) someone's gonna pay for it right yeah uh all right one step closer to idiocracy i guess one one step closer uh so there was an investor day uh telephone call and meeting or whatever a conference for marvel or not marvel sorry disney uh so if i were to buy like one stock of disney which i think it's like 700 dollars a share now 
would I be able to listen in on this conversation? I have no idea. I think you asked that before. I, I wonder. I, I, you may, maybe. I mean, I would get a vote, right? Yeah. If I was a stockholder, regardless of the amount of stock I had. I don't know. I don't know if that how that works exactly. I think you have to have a, so much amount of stock before you get to vote. But I could be completely wrong. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know business, obviously. Yeah, neither do I. Uh, but... Before that happened, we had a couple. Kevin Feige made a couple announcements about um, Marvel Studios and the MCU specifically, um, as they were making press. You know, pre- the, doing the press tour for Endgame, which is less than two weeks away now. Mm. Um, but he said that uh, there's not going to be any like real announcements for the MCU till after Far From Home, and probably not for a while after Far From Home. A lot of people are speculating. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con this year, or maybe even D23. I mean, that makes sense. I'm sure that some of their plans might be spoilers for the plot of Infinity War, uh, whatever this thing's Endgame. called, Endgame, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they start announcing, oh, and, you know, Thor and Captain America and whatever are going to be, you know, yeah, that's, thanks a lot, Feige just gave it away. So, I mean, we know it has a lot to do with that. We know there's going to be a Shang-Chi movie. We know there's going to be an Inter- Eternals movie. Everybody's, you know, guessing that there's going to be Doctor Strange two, a Black Panther two, a Captain Marvel two, but I guess all that those those last three are kind of up in the air because I don't think there's anything official announced about those yet. Yeah, nothing yet, I and mean, I think they're gonna keep those close to the chest until. Oh, we do after. know there's going to be Guardians of the Galaxy three though. Yes, that uh, against all odds, uh, it's going to be, g- and it's it's pushed really far back because of the whole. Uh, James Gunn going to do the Suicide Squad. Yes, and temporarily losing the job and everything. <laughs> right. So, so yeah, there's that. But yeah, that's they're not going to make any official announcements till after Far From Home, which Spider-Man, Spider-Man Far From Home is like early July, I mm. believe. So I'm okay with it. I, I mean, we have so much coming up here anyway to keep us busy. And with not just the Marvel announcements and non-announcements, we also have all the Disney stuff that's going to be... Uh, well, yeah, so that's that was the other thing, was that um, Phase 4, uh, Kevin Feige says, is it, they have a five-year plan already out for that. And they, they already had this five-year plan going uh, in the works before they acquired the Fox stuff. So he said, don't expect to see any X-Men or uh, Fantastic Four for a long time integrated into uh, the MCU. Now, you brought up a good point before we started recording. Does that mean they're not going to make any x-men stuff on the side before that i would say no because they want to keep they want to try and make it when they do bring it into the mcu as a um refreshing as it can be just completely reboot it ignore all the previous continuity yeah because like we de- they definitely like uh simon can kindberg uh i believe or kinsberg said this week or this past couple weeks that dark phoenix was always supposed to be the end of that x-men series like they had always planned for it to be the end i mean it definitely looks like it's gonna be the end just it doesn't look very good <laughs> i mean that's kind of what everybody's saying i don't know I, I think it's gonna be you have to see it to watch just to, to, to judge it kind of thing like i don't i don't think i'm getting anything from the trailer at the moment yeah it just looks like they're throwing everything at you like apocalypse looked interesting but in the first ten minutes, I'm like, "Oh no!" This yeah, is that bad. movie was bad. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest um casualty of this is the New Mutants. I really feel like they had something there that they were really going to be doing something different with the uh, X Men characters, and they were they had a franchise on their hands, but 
all the reshoots and you know different attempts with that and then then the fox uh acquisition by disney like really killed that so we know that that's going to be coming out in the theaters um i think in june somewhere around there but other than that we haven't had any other trailers other than the first teaser that came out right yeah, we haven't had any trailers since, yeah, since a year ago, or something like that. But poor Maisie Williams. Nah, I think she'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna, it's going to be interesting to see what what happens with X Men characters. Okay, now for the Disney Plus announcements. That was a huge thing they did. They they made huge announcements over the Disney Plus. Uh, we have November twelfth is going to be the launch date, and this these are all a lot of things that came out during their conference. Uh, at launch, it will be six ninety nine a month or sixty nine ninety nine for a year. So you're essentially getting two months for free. Um, all the streaming content uh, will also be downloadable, uh, which is interesting. You know, you, as long as you're on your Wi-Fi, you can download it, and then you can watch it when you don't have any internet or any, you don't want to stream it later on, kind of thing. Yeah, take it to go or yeah, basically play mode. Uh, all uh, content will derive from Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. Now, uh, I didn't know that there was a. I didn't honestly. I didn't know that Disney owned National Geographic for one, and two. I didn't know there was going to be a lot of content to come from them. But I assume there's a lot of documentaries oh, and yeah. stuff that, they, that people can watch. Oh, absolutely. There's, I mean, hundreds of hours of content. I'm sure. Uh, it will be ad free, and there will most likely be a bundle. Uh, the go alongside Hulu and ESPN Plus eventually. Um, obviously, they own controlling uh, majority of Hulu now because they they have Fox and ABC on there. Um, and ESPN ESPN has always been a ABC Disney thing. So it's going to be interesting if you can bundle all three of those together. Yeah, just moving away further and further from cable. That's right. Definitely cutting cut those the cords. Cord. Cut those cords. Now we get into some programming. Jeff Goldblum is going to be a host of his own docuseries called The World According to Jeff Goldblum. That just sounds so baddy that it's like, how could this not work? <laughs> <laughs> just I mean, listening to his voice narrating over nature is like... I mean, you think it's going to be nature? I mean, what else would he be doing? I don't know. I mean, it could be him just traveling to different cities and being like, "This is how I experience a city when I go." You know, what's? I mean, how do you? How does a celebrity experience going to Tokyo as opposed to a regular person? You know, kind of thing. I guess that's true. I, I, I what I'm trying to say is, whatever it is, whatever he <laughs> talks about or experiences, I think I'm down for it. I think I think a lot of people are going to just, just be there. Just because I want to experience the world through his eyes. Do you, so do you think the shows that they're going to be coming out here are going to be, um, are they going to follow the Netflix model of release everything at once and you people can binge it? Or is it going to be more like uh, Hulu or CBS? Or DC. Or DC where it's, they you have to come it. back every week. I mean, I... <sighs> It's too early to tell on that one. I, I wouldn't be surprised with either model, but I would expect them to be more uh, released periodically as opposed to all at once, simply because that's more like the traditional way of doing it, and Netflix is very untraditional. Like, it, you know, everyone was like, what? The whole thing's available now? You know, like, Which I love so much better. I, I, I do too. <sighs> but as we've seen, others have tried it the other way, and there's not enough complaints about it that, they just keep doing it anyway. Uh, well, I'll complain about uh, 
Yeah, I'm not. Ex- I, I'm not. I like the DC Universe shows, but I don't like the fact that I have to for them. Like Doom, Doom Patrol is really fucking awesome. I don't know if you got a chance to watch any of it, but no, I haven't seen any DC programming. Although I mean, I'm curious about uh, kind of tangential to what we're all talking about, but they announced the Batman for Titans season two. Yeah the the actor um, plays Jorah. Yeah, Jorah Mormont. Uh, so Ian, Ian Glenn. Ian Glenn. Yeah, he's gonna be playing Batman, or he's gonna be playing Bruce Wayne. He yeah. didn't say he's gonna be playing Batman, which is weird. I Very mean, weird. He's that's such a random. I, I I mean, of all the people, you could say, hey, who could we have to play an older, grizzled Bruce Wayne character? I, well, I, that's what makes me feel like they're gonna. It's it's gonna be like an episode, maybe set in the future, or maybe set in a dream, because we did get Batman in the first season of Titans. And it's it's during uh, Dick Grayson's like nightmare, like he's stuck in the dark realm or whatever it is that Raven has, and he sees a nightmare version of Batman, which is just played by a stuntman because he's just fighting and killing. So Ian Glenn, being Bruce Wayne, he's definitely older. So I can see him as like a old version of Bruce Wayne, like the Batman, uh, Batman Beyond kind of version. But other than that, it seems kind of weird. I'm just going to imagine him wanting to scream Khaleesi the whole time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Titans, I thought, started off good, but it really went downhill. But Doom Patrol is amazing. Young Justice, I am not happy with for season three, <laughs> but... That's just me. We'll see what yeah. happens with the second half of Young Justice Season 3. Just from what I've seen of the trailer of Doom Patrol, it looks interesting, to say the least. Yeah. It looks like I would like it. I, I think you would. Uh, so, uh, yeah. The downloadable episodes. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum was the last thing we talked about. So, Alan Tudyk will be reprising the role of K2SO for the Rogue One prequel series. So, that means to Alan Tudyk and... Uh, Diego Luna will be coming back. Does it though? Well, Diego Luna already said that he was coming back. Oh, okay. That was that was a while ago. Oh, I see. Yeah, there's going to be a prequel series for him. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, th- that's awesome. The only thing that sucks is you can never really have too much drama invested in it because you know what's going to yeah. happen to him. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, I guess it's kind of cool to see some other adventures. And I mean, you can't I really like call Diego it Luna. Rogue One either. No, it wouldn't it would be have that to be like at all. the Andean Andio and Cassian Andor. Cassian, Cassian show. That's what it is. The Cassian show. Let's just go with K2SO show because that's what everybody's really going to be coming for. Yeah. <laughs> the Alan Tudyk variety hour. The the sassy droid. Uh, then Captain Marvel, uh, the movie, will be uh, available to stream on day one of of the of the launch of the of the platform, which was a big deal because. That was the first movie that was not going to be available on Netflix of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies because, and they had to break their deal with Netflix to do that. Like, they it cost them a lot of money. So, they have a lot of money to spend. Disney does have a lot of money. That is one thing that they do not have a shortage of. Um, so yeah, that that's I think that's a big deal. So, does that mean that as of this date? Uh, that's when we're also going to not see any more Marvel or Disney programming on Netflix? Probably. Wow. Except for, I think, except for like the, like, you know, uh, Iron Fist and Luke Cage and... Oh, all the ones that were Daredevil essentially shows. exclusives. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or- um, the Mandalorian will be available on day one. 
uh, which I, I know you're super excited for. Yep, I'm more excited about that than I am for episode nine. Well, that's interesting. And we'll definitely get talking about episode nine or... As we now know, they are no longer Disney will no longer refer to the the saga movies as episodes. They are getting rid of that part of the the title, and we got a title for uh, the start new Star Wars movie, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. So, The Mandalorian will be available day one. I don't know how many episodes. It's probably going to be about ten episodes, I assume. John Favreau's show, big thing. The big thing so with a lot of big thing I saw on on the internet this past week was that everybody was like uh or not everybody but like there were certain geek news uh channels that were re, were reiterating that Django and Boba are not Mandalorians they are they just wear Mandalorian armor well Mandalorian isn't a race it's um like a culture Okay. So they actually are. It, you could be anything and be a Mandalorian. Um, well, I don't. I, didn't, I never read the articles. It just, I just read the headlines. It kept saying they are not Mandalorians. Yeah. So, as far as how that's going to apply to this, I mean, we're probably not going to see any overt references to. I mean, obviously, we'll have to mention them at some point. But like, I don't think they'll be a big part of the series. Okay. Um, I think what we'll see more of, um, since this looks like it's being framed as kind of a Western, a space Western. Definitely. Um, is uh, one guy who's just trying to try to make it on his own and the call of the culture. Because, uh, you know, in this time frame, the Mandalorian culture, I guess, is kind of like the leadership is all up in the air. So it could be one of those where, you know, the lone warrior that, doesn't want to but is dragged into the politics of it and maybe eventually becomes their leader or something i mean that's kind of has that superhero tropeness to it mm-hmm. the you know, hero's journey type thing okay i see a lot of that happen <laughs> seasons one through 30 of the simpsons will be available to stream on day one so that's that, so weird you know that's the that's the whole fox thing that that was like the big deal about disney wanting to uh, acquire Fox was like they needed the extra programming to pad out for this streaming thing and uh, 30 seasons of The Simpsons definitely will do it I just really hope they don't edit the episodes a lot of times when they put them in syndication mm-hmm. they will be edited for time which I've always hated yeah um, but see I don't think that this is not technically it's not the same as the regular syndication so I think you're I don't think you'll have edited episodes I hope not. That's my main like concern. Yeah. Um, the Lady and the Tramp live action remake will be available to stream on day one. Now, they showed the first image of that in their presentation because it, you know, like how Netflix has it when you're you you're scrolling over a certain movie, the thing, it, the preview kind of pops up on the up at the, the top. Yeah, there'll like, be like a title card or yeah. A logo or something. So people got to see what Lady and Tramp both look like. Um, the dogs. I didn't even know they were filming that. You didn't? No. Oh, that's interesting. No, that was the, the their their first live action remake of their classic movies that they were was going to go um, solely to the streaming platform. Oh, okay. So it's not going to get theatrical release. No. Okay. No, this is this is just for the streaming. That platform. makes more sense to me now. Yeah. So there's there's that. Um, then we got some uh, confirmations. Uh, the first episode of Marvel's animated series. What if um, 
which will be a part of the MCU, and I have a theory about this. We'll show. We'll imagine Peggy Carter as Captain America, Steve, and Steve Rogers as the original Iron Man, and they have uh, Chris Evans coming back to um, voice Steve Rogers. Haley Atwell will voice Peggy Carter, and I believe Dominic Cooper is going to come back to voice Howard Stark in the episode. So, I think this this show, this what if show, will directly excuse me, will directly tie in to Endgame because. If a lot of people were speculating that there's going to be a lot of time travel in in game, I think what you'll see is that they'll go back and you'll see glimpses of what these things will be, like Haley Atwell getting the Super Soldier Serum, and thus that will be an episode. Maybe uh, you know, I want to see that some other someone else other than Bruce Banner getting the getting hit by the gamma bomb. Uh, oh, it would probably be Betty Ross or something. Maybe yeah. Loki be getting the the ham, getting Mjolnir instead of Thor. Actually, that kind of in a meta way did happen. Um, I saw some really cool behind the scenes stuff when they were making the first Thor, mm-hmm. and I remember Tom Hiddleston was actually auditioning for Thor. Yeah, he had long blonde hair. <laughs> I mean, he still was lanky, but he had like some definition to his muscles. It he wouldn't have pulled it off I mean, unless he did some serious weight gain. Yeah, but there is footage of him wielding Mjolnir and like acting some of Thor's lines out. And there you go. It's yeah, that's always been really interesting to me. Like in the what if, like, and we already know that they confirmed a, a Loki TV show. So. Which I still wonder, like, uh, you know, that meme captures it perfectly. Where it's like Kevin Feige, <laughs> everybody saying Loki's dead. Yep. Is he really, though? Is he really, though? Yeah. From Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. It, I mean, that's the thing about the, uh, Loki is that he can come back. And I, I was in my rewatching of the MCU movies as we get closer to Endgame. I watched uh, Thor The Dark World the other day. And there's a scene where he... Loki talks to Sif and he says, you know, he, he's definitely like, Hey, what's going, you know, kind of thing, looking her up and down. And I, I know there's at one point in the comic books that he takes over the, a female body. So I don't remember if it was hell, his daughter, or if it was Sif, but I knew he took, he, t- he took over a female body. And we didn't see Sif in the, the last two. That, that's true. Iterations. We haven't, but that's also because Jamie King, not Jamie King. It's, not Jamie Alexander either, I don't think. Actually, I think that is her. Jamie, Jamie Alexander? Alexander? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because Lexi Alexander is the the director. So, yeah, Jamie Alexander, she's on her own TV show on NBC called Blind Spot. Mm. So, that's the reason for that. But, you're right. She hasn't been around. So. And, again, neither was Valkyrie. And that could be another potential female. That's true. Host. That's true. She is confirmed to be in uh, Endgame. Endgame, though. Nice. Uh so yeah, uh, then we have the Scarlet Witch and Vision TV series confirmed with a title. They're going to call it WandaVision, which I think is a totally uninspired it's name. It's cheesy, but <laughs> I kind of like it. Uh, and then the Falcon and Winter Soldier TV series has been confirmed with a logo, and it's literally just says Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I don't know what this means. Does, I mean, everybody's speculating that, that Steve Rogers dies in Endgame. But does that mean neither one of these guys takes on the mantle of Captain America? Or maybe both of them take on the mantle of Captain America. Or maybe it's about them going to find the next Captain America together. Like, oh, I like that. It's, it's It could definitely be a different a lot of different things. Yes. Which I have a theory, by the way. Okay. I have, I have a theory for Endgame 
that they're going to go back to Vormir. Okay. And it's not just the place where you can get the Soul Stone. I have a feeling that the Snap destroyed the Gauntlet and the Stones. Okay. Like, they're basically useless now. And that's why Thanos thinks he can retire because, like, that's it. There's nothing more that can happen now. Like, it's all good. I have a feeling that each of the phase, well, the, the first iteration of the Avengers, you know, your Thor, your Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, all of them will sacrifice themselves to recover one of each of the stones back. So at the end, we'll have six deaths of major heroes. Oh, I mean, I'm for this, and it, that could definitely be it, but we know that, well, the next story was going to be Hawkeye getting his own show, and Black Widow is getting her own movie, so... Yeah, but they're just regular humans. Like, I think it has to be somebody special. Yeah, but you said the original Avengers. That's the... They're part of the original Avengers. Mm. It's Hawkeye, Black Widow... I'm not saying it's a perfect theory. Captain America, saying, Iron Man, Hulk, and that's it. The, that's only five. There's six stones. Uh, maybe a couple of others might die in their place then. But I still I still stand by that. I think there's some validity to this idea. <laughs> and they're going to reforge the gauntlet and uh, make new stones by sacrificing themselves. I um, mean, you, you could absolutely be right. And the Hawkeye show could definitely be a... like. So we'll talk about that right now. Hawkeye is getting his own show. It's supposed to be... Jeremy Renner is coming back. It's been said that... Or, it's reported that Jeremy Renner is going to be coming back as Clint Barton, and then they're also going to have Kate Bishop in the show, so we'll have the two Hawkeyes. A lot of people are saying it's going to be Clint training Kate to be the next Hawkeye. I also think that maybe if Hawkeye ends up dying in Endgame, this could be like a uh, rem- uh, a show where Kate Bishop is remembering Hawkeye and Clint Barton. So like Clint will be there in every episode to... like be the the end cap of the shows to be like hey this is what i taught you this is you need to remember this kind of thing because we do see in one of the trailers like how uh she's he's training some girl to shoot an arrow we do see that everybody's i mean i assume it's just his daughter but people people are saying it's kate bishop didn't his daughter look like she was a baby though the last time we saw her and she uh, was a toddler when we saw her in age of ultron so yeah it's a pot i mean it's we don't know how much time has gone this I mean, is true look at that, how crazy black widow's hair gets it's, in that trailer it is very timey <laughs> um there's also uh uh in the trailer one of the trailers you do see black widow say something about he used the stones again so i don't know about the stones being destroyed yeah well i mean like I said, it's just speculation on my part. Yeah. No, of course. That's all we can do at this point. Two weeks away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yes, Hawkeye is getting his own show. Uh, I think that's pretty cool. Also, with Disney+, Plus, we are getting a Monsters, Inc. TV show where Billy Crystal and John Goodman will be coming back to reprise their voice roles. Uh, it's going to be called Monsters at Work. So, I guess we're... I don't know if it's going to be a prequel, kind of like how Monsters University was... Or this is going to be set after Monsters, Inc., um, where, you know, they learn that laughter is a better power source than screams from children. I mean, I'd love to see what the ramifications are for their socioeconomic construct, seeing as how they no longer have to scare kids. Instead, they have to be funny. Right. So you have a lot of scarers that don't know how to make the transition, and they're very, like, upset and disgruntled. 
that they're not funny enough for this new, you know, world. I mean, it's much harder to make people laugh than it is to scare them. So, (laughs) and since like they have now surpluses of energy because laughter is like 10 times more powerful, you know, like everything is much more green now. And like, just what kind of, you know, I'm interested in that world. I don't care about the prequel stuff anymore. I'm interested. I just want to see more stuff to do with doors, like (laughs) the door technology traveling places. That's kind of what I want. Interdimensional door traveling. I mean, that in and of itself would be like the most revolutionary aspect of this whole thing. Exactly. How the, the monster and the human worlds became diverged. I want to imagine it's something like, um, the super Mario brothers movie where a meteor comes down uh-huh. and splits the world and one world is human world and one world's monster world. Right. But you still have these doors that let you cross over, which is kind of neat. That would be interesting. Yes. It's stupid, but I like it. <laughs> uh, and then they also announced two unscripted shows that will have to do with the Marvel universe, kind of. So we're going to get Marvel's 616, which will be an anthology show about... Uh, essentially, they're going to just bring in the different creators of... Com- the, the comic books and stuff like that and talk to them about the creation of certain uh, books and car- characters and stuff like that. Uh, Isn't there already something like this? I mean, there's Robert Kirkman's un- or comic book history unmasked or something I, like that. Yeah, I think that's one that or I'm explained. Yeah. And that's kind of more like, hey, you know that controversial thing that happened? Well, here's the story behind it. But this sounds more like a celebration of different characters and stuff so it'll be like hey do you ever want to know where the true story of iron man came from well he's based off of howard hughes and you know this is why kind of thing you yeah. know or if you know i don't know if you can do that because you know stan's not around anymore it's gonna be a lot of historians i assume talking then yeah that's true yeah so. i saw stan lee was in an episode of pawn stars was he yeah <laughs> to authenticate his own signature oh wow i was like huh well, that was towards the end. Maybe he just didn't care anymore. Yeah, it's a thing. Uh, and then there's also going to be a show called Marvel's Heroes Project, which or Hero Project. It's going to be a docu series that will follow young people, children, and uh, how in their everyday lives they are doing things that set them apart and mimic that of superheroes. So. You know, that you remi- hear about those stories about kids that develop something that will help out a bunch of, you know, people. Also reminds me that Stan Lee also had a like a Superhumans TV show going he, on for a while. He did on, I think it was the Travel Channel or History Channel or something oh, yeah. like that. He said Stan Lee's where, Superhumans. Like, where nobody really watched it. <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was all about people that have like uh, physical anomalies that make them different. Like there's the dude that has the quote-unquote magnetic skin oh yeah that you know you put something metal on him and it sticks and you can't it doesn't really budge all that well but i mean science has come out and said that it's not so much magnetic is that he has like large pores that that act as su- suction cups ew yeah well that's a thing it's uh, what yeah, happened I, yeah. uh, I think there was like the the tattooed dude you know the one dude that has like the horns and and all the puzzle pieces oh, tattooed on him was his name enigma or something I, like that? yeah something like that i think he was on the episode on an episode of that but i never watched it either so yeah i, I remember watching one where this dude had this uncanny ability to climb walls Oh, really? Yeah. So. It was because he learned it from watching monkeys. He was like Indonesian or something. So he just mimicked what monkeys did and yeah, he just knew how to like climb he, anything. He, he toughened up his knuckles to the point where he could like grip even the smallest little like ledges on things. Makes sense. I was like, well, 
I mean, I guess that's a superhero ability, kind of. It's training. It's yeah. you know, it's it's Batman more than anything else. Yeah, One Punch Man. I mean, he just did a lot of exercise until he could literally kill you with one punch. Yeah, that's that's how that story goes. <laughs> Uh, and then we finally got to two big trailers this week. So we got a uh, extended Lion King trailer with the, uh, uh, which ends with Timon and Pumbaa singing. But what did you think of the trailer? I don't care really. You don't care about the movie? No. Okay. I mean, like I like the original, and from what I've seen of the live action remakes that Disney has done so far, I'm not sold on it. I mean, like, the Beauty and the Beast live action was, like, like I, I don't even know how to describe it. I was like, why? <laughs> why did we need this? The Alice in Wonderland movies, uh, the uh, Maleficent. Well, I'll give this to Maleficent. At least it took a really weird twist to the whole story. I think that's what you would need to do to make me interested in these. Uh-huh. Don't just remake the, live a- the, the cartoon into live action. What's the point? Well, see, that's. I think the thing is, is that it's not for us, though, not for the people who watched the original animated movies. It's for the newer generation that didn't watch those or have only watched them because their parents have got them to watch it. Like, this is a new experience for them. But so they just, could like those ones. It just doesn't, I mean, but the cartoon already exists. So why even, I mean, I know why they're doing it. They're doing it because this extends their copyright on the material, but I artistically i don't see a point in them doing this if it doesn't add anything to it and it's they changed the voices i mean now you have john oliver being zazu and yeah but that's also because rowan atkinson's probably just might not be up for it <laughs> he's kind of old they no longer have uh, cheech marin and uh, Whoopi goldberg as well, the hyenas right and they do have james old jones but he just sounds so old now because he is old <laughs> so it's like why even do it why because it's still a thing it's still a movie that kids are gonna like they're gonna enjoy we watched dumbo it was awful it's not awful. It was so bad. It's not awful. It's just not for us. <laughs> I'm just saying, look, the movies are to me, I I don't care one way or another if they get made. I honestly don't. Like they I don't I didn't care for I didn't I didn't care for those movies when I was a kid. Like Aladdin's the only one that I liked as a kid. And I I'm actually looking forward to the live action one because I really like Guy you're, Ritchie. You're a really big fan of Becky Pants. Yes, I'm a really big fan of Baggy Pants also. Yeah. But I just think that it's the movies are they're just a thing. It, like they don't do anything for me, so I don't care one way or the other. But I, I get it. I understand what you're saying. And I think that's the biggest balancing act when you remake a movie. Uh is you either gonna have people complaining that it's not enough like the original, or they're gonna say that it's too much like the original. It's like, do you just make a movie where it's it's going to be something completely different and have the have the same name or do you have something that's just a shot for shot remake i mean it just kind of goes to show that there's a real lack of originality in hollywood right they now. did something different with cinderella did you go watch cinderella no you didn't exactly so they did the live action remake of cinderella they set it in a different time period and no one went and saw it but yeah, it's it's supposed to be really good. It sounds awful. Yeah, there you go. Actually, I liked Ever After. I thought if you're gonna remake Cinderella, <laughs> might as well go straight to the source. And but see, they're not remaking. They're not. Disney isn't in the business of making Grimm's you know fairy tales. They want to make their own versions of these tales that are were already in public domain, so they can make it any way they want. 
Yeah, and because they put their brand on it, now it's not in public domain. Well, not their version of it. Yeah. Do you still get the, was it the the lion, the king of the lions or whatever, that one animated, oh, it's uh, almost like Kimba, lion. Kimba the white lion. There you go. That's the same thing. I mean, you can still make a Pinocchio movie. You just can't make that version of Pinocchio. You know what would be ironic is if you did do something like that, Disney would somehow try to find a way to sue you saying, oh, no, yours is too much, too close to our intellectual property. And it was like, you ripped it off the same source, you know? I don't know if they would. I mean, I don't think they can. Oh, yeah. Disney is extremely litigious. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know they're an evil corporation. I'm all about this, too. But they don't go after the people that make the Star Wars fan films. I guess I'm, I'm, well... Maybe they will now. <laughs> I'm at odds with the fact that, yes, Disney is an evil corporation, but they make so many things that do provide entertainment. Sometimes it's like, well, I mean, so you have to turn a blind eye, you know? Like, can you separate the art from the artist? I think you have to. Because okay. there's no other way to enjoy hey, it. Yeah, hey, one thing you have to say about Dumbo, they didn't they didn't care about the fact that they're making... They made... Dumbo makes disney out to be the evil person that they are in the movie i think that's more just tim burton and I well it's tim it burton beans. but they hired tim burton to, to, to make the movie they, they okayed it i bet you they didn't even realize it <laughs> it's, just it's like, such a faceless organization that they don't even pay attention yeah basically they just look at the numbers and they're like okay we're good yeah, that's, that's no that's not that's I'm, not I'm how it happens sure. I, I i disagree anyways this trailer definitely shows a lot more than what they have in the past and uh we, we get to see like a lot of the different characters you saw scar which i thought he was has a very interesting look um you see the scene where they transition between simba being a, a cub to being uh an adult while he's walking around with uh timon and pumbaa timon okay. and pumbaa also have an interesting look and you got Seth Rogen is as Pumbaa and Billy Eichner, I believe, is as the voice of Timon. That sounds correct. Um, so you got all that that going. I'll give on. him that. I like Seth Rogen as Pumbaa. He just strikes me as <laughs> yeah. You get to have that laugh. He'd be a warthog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So all right, we'll get to the big thing for you. We have the trailer for Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. What did you think? Two minutes worth of, of, of trailer of, of Star Wars, what was formerly known as Episode Nine, Which is almost a minute of just staring off in the desert. I mean, that's kind of what he always ends up doing. <laughs> like, that's a lot of what Star Wars is, is staring so, off in the desert. It's just a lot of desert, uh, like, browsing. Um, well, my biggest takeaway from this, because I, I've been very vocal that I've lost a lot of my interest in Star Wars because of The Last Jedi... And I wasn't a big fan of Solo and Rogue One, although they have their, you know. You're not a fan points. of Rogue One? Um, overall, no. It's probably one of my, it's probably my favorite. It's, it might be my favorite. It's it's either, it's tied with Empire. It's got aspects of it that I like, but I, overall, I, I could have left it. Okay. You know, like if it was never not made. Needed. Yeah, basically. And Solo, it had its, it, it was definitely better than I thought it was going to be, but it was still not great. And when you're doing Star Wars, you shouldn't be anything other than great. At least you should wow. strive for it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm laying it down. Get out of here. That's exactly what I'm saying. This is one of those properties where, like, if you're not going to do it, like, right and knock it out of the park, then it shouldn't be done. But they're going to try. 
and they're not always going to succeed. In most cases, they will not succeed. No. Because it's just such a hard thing to capture. Well, also, yes. fanboys are terrible nowadays. Well, yeah, they're very toxic, absolutely. Um, but there are a few of us out there that are still rational and can look at this from like a completely uh, objective point of view. I mean, I'll admit, I have a shit ton of nostalgia for the series. I grew up with it. As Empire was probably one of the first movies I can remember watching as a child, having all the toys. It's ingrained in me, for sure. Um, as you get older, you realize, like, oh, well, yeah, it's also a corporate product. You know, at the time when you're a child, you don't think about the economics of things and, you know, plot holes and things like that. So you let those slide. But then you kind of take a closer look at those things as you get older. And you're like, no, yeah, some of this stuff is bullshit. Some of this, uh, you know, the prequels for, you know, as much hate as they get, I'll recognize they at least tried something. You know, and The Force Awakens was a step in the right direction, but only because it was essentially copying A New Hope. You know, it was doing everything right by just doing everything that's been done before that worked. <laughs> and that's like a really weird place to be in because you're like, well, I mean, it's not bad, but because it's following everything that happened before, does that make it good? And then The Last Jedi was just like, okay, no, now you guys just screwed the pooch. This trailer. I, I tweeted about it. I was like, oh, Ray rebuilt the broken lightsaber. And you clearly see Kylo Ren reforging or like rewelding his helmet. Two things that were destroyed in The Last Jedi. This is Abram saying, hey, we're putting it back together. This is, we're, this we're is Abram saying, hey, we're not killing the past. Yes, we're, we're not leaving it behind. Um, I mean, not only to the point where it's like, oh, well, it turns out that Ray is now no longer probably a nobody. But we're even bringing back some like long dead people. Yeah. Uh, the trailer very, you know, uh, I don't know. It's Alludes. blatantly <laughs> en- ends with the emperor's laugh. Uh-huh. And um, I was watching the um, the video from the celebration where uh-huh. the trailer premiered. And after the you know it ended and you had people crying, I'm like, come on, guys! Like exactly, really? that's part of the toxic fan and, fandom. Uh, yeah, when the trailer ended and lights came back on, um, the actor that played the Emperor, Ian McDiarmid, uh-huh. was the only person on the stage. And in in the Emperor's voice, he said, "Roll it again." <laughs> and um, yeah, JJ like, Abrams wow. also said something about like he was surprised that that hadn't gotten leaked because he had been on set to film his stuff. So and yet nobody reported about it. Yeah. So I'm gonna say this: I'm not back on board. I'm not chomping at the bit to get in the theater and watch this i will watch it now because at the very least he's got my curiosity but i am going to be so guarded you were going to watch it anyways i am just yeah but i'm saying you were going to it doesn't matter what this trailer was you were going to be there opening week to watch it only in the company of others like yourself okay if this was up to me if it was just you by yourself. And it was just me, I would not bother. I went to go watch, what was it recently? Um, that wasn't Captain Marvel. What did I go watch by myself recently? Oh, Us. Us, yeah. Yes, I wanted to watch Us. I was going to watch Us regardless, and I wanted to make sure I caught it in the theater. So I went by myself on a Tuesday morning, <laughs> no one else in the theater. I would not do that for this movie. Okay. If this is not, a, uh, as a matter of fact, I'm laying it down. If there's not at least five of us going to the movie <laughs> together, I will not go. I mean, I'm, I'm positive that there will at least be five of us, but 
Fair enough. That's what I'm saying. It's like I call I, shenanigans, but fair enough. That's in another universe now because you're excited about this trailer. So if there wasn't a trailer you were excited about, that'd be a different story. I'm excited saying. about going to watch Godzilla. I'll watch that by myself. I'm excited about going to watch. I'm not saying there's not movies you won't go see by yourself. That that's a I mean that's a understandable. I'm just saying that in this I will, reality, I will go. You were will, always going to go see Star Wars I, opening weekend. I will buy three tickets to the Joker movie and go by myself. Oh, gross! I will have the two spots next to me by myself. Oh, that is so just because I want to give it my money. I, I would give you. it my money Good, more because so. you're, you're you're giving the money that I'm not going to give them. Well, there, so you, there go. you go. There you go. In fact, I might do that for Star Wars. I'll buy a ticket to whatever else is playing and then just sneak into the, that, that show. Okay. I, I'm okay with that, too. I, I mean, I'm not okay with that, but I'm saying that's, that's a possibility that was going to happen, but I'm just saying there's no reality that you weren't going to be at there in that theater opening weekend. You might not have paid for it, but you were going to be there. I'll, I mean, only if I'm there with other people. Okay. Uh, well, okay, so... As a matter of fact, every time I go watch the Joker movie, because I'm sure I'll see it more than once, <laughs> I'll make sure I get one extra ticket and put your name on it, whether you're there or not. Good. Good. I'm, I'm happy to hear that the Joker's going to be making that extra 10 bucks from you. <laughs> um, so, Ray, yes, in, in the trailer, Ray is sitting in the middle of the desert and a TIE fighter is coming at her and I mean are we assuming that Kylo's flying it or what? That's what the impression we get we only see like his gloves or whatever so I'm assuming it's him it's got the same black uh, motif with the red outline that Kylo's ships seem to have so So she's running away from it and then when she realizes that she can't outrun a TIE fighter she turns around and then does this crazy ass kickflip and we're assuming that the, the lightsaber is going to come down on the ship and like yeah. cut it in half i mean what else could you draw from that but unless it's like a dream sequence or something yeah it could be a dream sequence but why why run away from the ship if you're just going to do that anyways well maybe he wanted she wanted to give uh the pilot a false sense of security like yeah i got her now <laughs> maybe okay uh yes you see kylo reforging his uh helmet yeah, because he putting he, the now he needs together. it. He has a scar. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, what else did we see? What else did we see in the trailer? Uh, we see Lando piloting the Falcon. We see Lando flying the flying the Falcon. Falcon. Um, do you think that's okay? So, do you think that they always wanted to have uh, Billy D. Williams come back, or is that because unfortunately Carrie Fisher passed away and they needed that extra legend to come back? Well, I'll tell you this much. Um, It recently came out, and this is something that people have been suspecting for a while, but it's been confirmed. There was no plan for this trilogy. Apparently, they hired J.J. to set the universe in motion. I think that's untrue. I think J.J. had a plan for three movies. Well, he had an outline, but apparently when uh, Kathleen Kennedy hired Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson threw it out. Everybody has been very vocal. The, including uh, Daisy Ridley, I believe. She and yeah, JJ had this whole idea, and Ryan said he was going to do his own thing, and they let him. Um, which is why that was such a shock that there were so many contradictory things, um, such as you know, like Luke throwing the lightsaber over when it was like the climax of the previous movie. Right. Race parents being nobodies when it was mm-hmm. such a big thing that they alluded to. Uh, Snoke just dying like a chump when it's like, well, he's the next big bad guy. Um, you know, the Knights of Ren weren't even in the movie. Uh, there was just so many different things. And Ryan Johnson was like, nah, we're going to do something different. But I think I think 
though I don't like the movie, I mean, and, and I've said, I've stated this before. It's not that I don't like the movie. I just don't care for the movie. I don't, it, it's, it's completely neutral to me. I have, I have no, I don't hate it. I don't like it. It's just, I just bored throughout the whole thing. Now, with that being probably said. probably one of the best looking of the movies as far as cinematography goes. I'll give it that. It looks gorgeous in, in like certain areas, but the just the plot was so nonsensical and so it was almost anti-star wars i just think it's interesting that you know that they were able to do something like i think the idea that he came up with like hey the things that you think are important aren't aren't that important like that's i think that's kind of interesting it was bold it just was it was executed poorly yeah it's definitely done that yeah so uh yeah with um Carrie Fisher passing away we do see her in the trailer though she's uh, holding the medal that Luke received at the end of New Hope and hugging uh Ray Ray at one point uh how much I mean I think what they state was stated before is that the only footage they're going to be using of Carrie Fisher is stuff that they had shot and not used in the last movie in La- in Last Jedi that's what I've heard too yeah that they're not going to CG I her into the movie right which is interesting. I wonder how they're going to work around her not being available anymore. Um, maybe they could do it like a Mascanada, where they show her as a hologram and they just kind of like talk over her, I guess, like do a voiceover and be like, "Oh yeah, well we're uh, in hiding now, or we're, you know, rebuilding the M- the the Republic or something." Yeah, they definitely have to do something with her. Yeah, just I mean, and then they'll just write her the- off in the books. Yeah, because they 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 also said something about they're not going to kill her off. They're not going to kill off general organa's character yeah and yet we also hear voiceover from luke so we know that he'll be back well yeah i mean force ghosts are a thing it's (laughs) i i didn't like his death didn't mean anything in the last movie because we know that he can come back as a force ghost you know wouldn't it be interesting though if he didn't die and they retcon it that he used some kind of jedi teleportation ability oh okay he just transferred his bodies like somewhere else i mean it's a possibility too it's star wars they can do whatever the hell they want this is true um okay so what else did we see we saw kylo doing some kick-ass fighting yeah he like rock bottoms a dude onto the ground um that's pretty cool I mean, you don't want to be clotheslined with the lightsaber. Yeah, but he wasn't. He didn't use the. the he doesn't use the lightsaber. He uses like the hilt to 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 put the guy down. And, like, why isn't he just use the blade? You know, there's no good part of a lightsaber you want to get hit with. Okay. Even if it's not like a lasery point, you still <laughs> don't want to get hit with it. All right, fair enough. It's still heavy and blunt. Uh, was there anything else about the trailer that you wanted to bring up? Um. I mean, we see some interesting action sequences. That takes looks like it takes place in a, that same desert environment. It very much is looks reminiscent of like Jedi mm-hmm. when they're doing like both high speed chases and battles in the desert. Oh, which also brings up to Poe Dameron's outfit. Uh, yeah. A lot of people have brought up the fact that he looks like uh, Nathan Drake from Uncharted and. Uh, <laughs> Brendan Fraser's character from The Mummy. Like. Yeah, it looks very uh, deserty expedition. Yeah. Um, and I think we also see one of the last glimpses is they're looking over what looks like wreckage from the Death Star. And that's interesting because there's only a couple of planets where that could be, unless it's like a third Death Star that they were working on that never <laughs> took off the ground. Um, that could either be somewhere on Endor or somewhere near Yavin 4, um, which is where like those you know, the first and second Death Stars were destroyed. And 
Um, I find that interesting because if they're back on Endor, that could mean they're looking for Darth Vader's body, maybe? Maybe. Or if they're on Yavin 4, they could just be on a different part of the Rebel base. Um, either way, yeah, it's basically all tying back to to Jedi from the looks of it. And again, that's the thing that everybody... I, I think most people don't want just like a you know Jedi 2.0. Now, most people didn't want a New Hope 2.0, but it's what we got. And, and it sold a lot of money. Yeah, it still made it's a lot of made money. made a lot of money. This so one, I don't know what's okay. So then the big question: What does the rise of Skywalker mean? I hate that title. I mean, it's a, it's a terrible title, but I think I feel like they've all been terrible titles. So well, the fan speculation so far on Reddit is that Skywalker's going to become a, a new title, like instead of a Jedi, now you're a Skywalker. That's lame. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's yeah exactly. So a lot of I mean, and a lot of people are talking about like Ray's going to end up being connected to the Skywalker family and stuff like that in some way at least that's something that i heard i think it's just going to be more of the redemption of uh kylo so he's not going to be ben solo he'll be ben skywalker or whatever because he's going to take take on his mother's original name i guess yeah so leia skywalker leia skywalker ghana Organa. <laughs> i don't know either way i'm just saying he has skywalker blood in him yeah well i mean if it turns out that they end up hooking up, then they can make a new Skywalker. <laughs> I mean, if they make it so that Ray and and Kylo end up getting together, I I feel like that's setting a really bad precedent. That's like Harley Quinn and the Joker kind of things, like it's toxic relationships. Yeah, yeah, kind of thing. It, it 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 pushes along that narrative of oh, you can change him, kind of thing. Like you can make him better. Yeah. So, and I really don't think that's a, that's not the thing that they're doing with Ray. Like, she's a full fledged out character, her own person kind of thing. So, I don't know. It's I don't know. I don't know where they're gonna go. I don't know why JJ went with that title. But let me ask you this: Are you gonna be there opening day? Oh yeah, I'll be. I I run a podcast network about geeky shit. I have to be there. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's the price you have to pay sometimes. It's true. If I if I didn't do this, I wouldn't watch trailers. I wouldn't I wouldn't uh be on Facebook as much as I do, but to to do these things we have to I have to make those sacrifices. See, I do do that already though. What's that? Not watch trailers? No, I watch trailers and I Well, look. I'm saying that's just for me. I wouldn't watch trailers cuz I feel like trailers give away way too much shit, but I kind of have to to stay abreast of these things. See, I love trailers. Sometimes yeah. they do give away too much. No, I I love but trailers too, but they do. Like they give away. Like I watch trailers for stuff that I don't know about. Like oh yeah, that looks interesting. Like I watched the trailer for Anna and the Apocalypse. Like that, I was like, all right, now I'm I know of this movie. I want to go watch it. But I know about Endgame coming out. I don't need to watch the trailers for Endgame. I don't need to watch the trailers for The Rise of Skywalker. I guess so. So they are removing the uh, the the number convention of yeah. it. Yeah, that's weird. That is. I mean, it, it, I think it's interesting because I I asked this question probably about I want to say two years ago now maybe it was a year and a half ago uh, like depending on your age what do people call these movies like the I think the numbering convention came along when the prequels came along right no well I mean I know they said chapters at the very beginning when the is a chapter four a new hope like when the scroll came by right 
No, I want to say it's at episode four. I'm pretty sure it's a chapter. And that actually didn't happen until, I think, Empire. They retroactively went back and added the episodes. It wasn't there in the original no. version of Star Wars. It was just Star Wars. Um, and then, like, the crawl said, A New Hope. Yeah, that's what, okay. And it then, didn't say chapter four, A New Hope. Yeah, it was just said, A New Hope during the crawl. Like, that was the name of that, you know, episode, essentially. Right. Um, and it wasn't until Empire came out that they... Um, I know that they re-released in, like, 1980, like, before Empire came out, uh, A, New, uh, A New Hope was re-released, and then it started saying Star Wars A New, Episode Four, A New Hope. Mm. And they're like, what? And then that one was Episode Five, and it was like, oh, that's when it became more popularly known that it was the middle section of, like, a nine-part saga. Um, and then... Um, yeah, episode one with the prequels is what really made them popular. Before then, they were just known as A New Hope. Well, was, they were known as Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. Empire no Strikes one Back. really knew it as A New Hope. They yeah. just called it Star Wars. And it was yeah. like, this is Star Wars. And then the next one was Empire. And then the one after that was Jedi. But, like, they're all Star Wars. Yeah. And then one is A New Hope, then Empire, then Jedi. Like, that's what I find interesting. Like, depending on your age, when you saw the movie, how you saw the movie is what you call episode four like me i'll always call it episode four just because i really got into the if, if you if you call what i think of the movies as being into them i really got into them around the time they did the re-release before the prequels the late 90s yeah, yeah so that's when i was like okay this is episode four episode five we're gonna get episode one eventually and we're going to go from there. And I think that's exactly why they did that. Because they wanted to rebrand them. So it was like, here's the original movies again. And it worked is, on me. This is the right way you're going to watch them from now on. Mm-hmm. It was like training you. you know. But but then you get things like... But then you get... And now people... I think people refer to them more as uh, Empire, A New Hope, and Jedi and stuff like that. Yeah, basically. like Nobody's got time to say the full Except title. Except for Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith says Star Wars for A New Hope. He doesn't call it. And yeah, and that's exactly what you're talking about. Because he's older. Yeah, he yeah. saw it when it was just Star Wars. Yeah. So I thought that was an inter- I think that's an interesting thing. And we'll see what people in the future call him. You know, I haven't seen his reaction to the trailer yet, but I can already I'm sure surmise. sure it's out there. <laughs> yeah, I can already surmise that he'll be crying throughout it. <laughs> I mean, he does cry a lot. Ew. He's a very emotional man. Yes, he is. <laughs> Uh, all right, so that's the the geek news for the week. Let's talk about Star Trek Discovery episode season one, episode fifteen. Will you take my hand? Would I mean that's an interesting title, knowing what we know about the episode now. It was an interesting episode. It's a very interesting episode. I feel like it falls in that same um, formula that uh, Game of Thrones does. For the longest time, Game of Thrones episode nine of the season is the final the finale episode episode 10 is the episode that gets you ready for the next season yeah and i really feel like that's what what happened here like oh absolutely episode 9 or i'm sorry episode 14 was a huge episode like with everything that happened episode 15 we got a lot of talking and a lot of setup for next season but we do get a conclusion because the idea was we have philippa that's from the mirror universe who's much more dangerous like or more, I shouldn't say more ruthless, uh, is going to, has a plan of taking out the Klingons. Her plan, which is unknowns to the rest of her away team, is to blow up the, is to blow up Kronos uh, by setting a bomb yep. in active volcanoes. Yes. And which would then incinerate the rest of the planet. 
Yes. So yeah, they mentioned the time frame that like within days the planet would be uninhabitable. Like the a huge chunk would just get blown up right away. And it would give enough time for a, a, a percentage of people to get off the planet. So thus, the whole race wouldn't be gone, but yeah. most of it would be gone. But they'd be crippled because their homeworld would be gone. Right. Yeah, it was an interesting one um, because it shows that Starfleet was getting pretty desperate. Very desperate because um, they sanctioned this whole thing. Yes. Uh, we even said, like, even the Vulcans thought that was a good idea. And then later we found out, yes, yes, they did. Sarek did. <laughs> he was like, I was on the console to, like, to, yeah. that said it was okay. And uh, I guess once they discover what's going on, um, Michael Burnham's like, yeah, we're better than this. We can't do this. And she talked them out of it. Which is her character arc. Because in the first episode is her like, no, kill Klingons, kill all of them, don't yeah. let them have a second to, to rebuild. And, I mean, it was literally an arc because it's what got her in trouble the first time and got her essentially uh, her commission court-martialed. Back. Yeah, yeah. And, and now she's back in. They're yeah. like, oh, you basically undid your your sin, <laughs> so you're back in Even Starfleet. though you got a whole bunch of Starfleet people killed. Yes. Uh, but technically, she, I mean... Because they are doing this whole ruse of Philippa didn't die. I mean, the biggest death of the captain of the Shinzu isn't dead anymore. So, yeah. which but is also interesting. Did the, sh- the Shinzu, did the ship blow up? Um, it was destroyed, but it was still adrift. Because remember, they left uh, That's right. and um, That's right. Laurel on it. Um. So it like its wreckage is still out there. Like it wasn't blown to bits. It was just kind of like it's just an empty husk now. Yeah, floating in space. Because that's what I was gonna say is they they didn't give Philippa back the command of the Shinzu. But then maybe that's what's gonna happen in that spin spinoff show. They're gonna rebuild. Uh, they're gonna build another Shinzu and then give her that ship. No, if I remember correctly, the way that works, it's much more covert than that. They don't have a flagship. It's uh, more like they just go on missions. Okay. They probably get sent to ships and then do what they got to do and then go somewhere else. Okay. Um, uh, but I could be wrong. Like, I'm not too familiar with Section 31 or whatever they call it. I don't know. For that, that Black Ops team. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Ash Tyler making a decision to go live with Lorel on Kronos. Yeah, some interesting character development for him is that they need his knowledge of what what Vok knows, like his Klingon memories, Mm -hmm. to help him with the mission. And while they're on the planet's surface, because I guess the plan is they're going to, they warp, not warp, they do the the mycelial jump into like an empty cave on, on the planet, the Klingon planet. So that they're on they're they're not detected by sensors. Right. So they're underground. And they do uh like a little recon work by walking around through an area that's designated um an Orion embassy. Mm-hmm. So you see a lot of green skinned people. Um <laughs> a very fun surprise cameo by Clint Howard. Very, very. Which also I you know, I also thought was interesting that they didn't bring back um Dwight's character. <laughs> Dwight. Rain Wilson's character. Oh yeah, because uh, I think the yeah mud because I think the first time you see Orion uh, species in the original series is when Mud has an Orion slave girl. I think you're right about that. So yeah, I wonder what's going on. Which there. also, I mean, this also this trading outpost, this embassy, this hedonistic area would also be great for the character of Mud. Yes, it would. So, uh, except that right now I think he's under house arrest with his 
fiance? Yeah, probably. That's true. But I, I could I could really assume that he'd get away get away from her. So yeah, eventually. So yeah, we get to see a lot of really interesting, cool stuff on on this world or on this section, and they're doing some recon because the plan is they're going to release a drone just to help them map the underground like cave structures. R- and then they find out, wait, that they're not silent or dormant volcanoes. It's still an active volcano system. Right. And she doesn't have a drone. She's carrying a hydrogen bomb. That's right. And they're like, whoa. And and so overall, this probably had the least amount of action of all the episodes we've seen so far. But a lot of intrigue. But yeah, but a lot of political maneuvering and uh, like double crossing and finding out that the Starfleet's kind of losing its way a little bit. And... Um, Overall, like I, I was kind of more gripped by this episode than almost any of the others we've watched, mm. except like maybe the first couple, which kind of set everything up. This one was really interesting to me. I was like, oh, I. Well, they definitely like hooked you going. for another season, then. Yes, they did. Because then, uh, I mean, if we want to jump straight to the end of it, yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're warping to from Earth to Vulcan after they have their big award ceremony. Because they're supposed to drop off Sarek at Vulcan, and they're also supposed to be picking up their new captain, which he mentions but doesn't say who. Yes, and uh, while they're in warp, they they get a, a like emergency distress call. Yeah, a, a beacon. And they're like, oh, we can't tell who exactly it's coming from. But on the computer, you see that it's slowly decoding NCC-17. yeah. And then uh, so they stop. They get out of warp. And they say, oh, it's Captain Pike. And then you hear the first few notes of the original Star Trek theme. Right. And the original USS Enterprise, I mean, slightly updated. Well, to, updated to, to look, for the new CGI and stuff, but it definitely has the same look. Yes, the, the, the little red... Uh, nacelle beams are spinning just like they did in the original right it's got that gold dish on the front as well and then it just kind of stops right in front of the discovery and you're like okay so what's their emergency what's going on and it just kind of ends there it definitely ends there and i mean you you're wondering you have to wonder like i know you brought this up earlier when we were talking about this show in the season but like does this exist in the kelvin timeline does this it definitely doesn't exist in the original series timeline so where where does this show work in and what does that mean for captain pike and where he's going to be where he's going to be the captain and we know that anson mount plays the captain or plays captain pike in the second season and that he's only going to be there the second season he's not coming back for the third season yeah, so I'm I'm beginning to think more and more that this isn't strictly adhering to either the the prime timeline or the Kelvin timeline. Mm-hmm. I think this is kind of a hybrid, and it, it's kind of it's it's going to be its own thing. There's going to be crossovers that reference. I mean, obviously we've seen references to Captain Archer, um, and of course Pike and Sarek, and we know that Spock is in season two for whatever amount of episodes he's in. So I think this has just kind of become like an Elseworlds of Star Trek. Yeah. This is going to be kind of parallel, but not specifically Kelvin or Prime Timeline. Okay. It's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, now it's a third offshoot of the original, I think. Makes sense. Uh, at least that's what it seems like to me, because I was like, yeah, there's too many inconsistencies with things like uniforms and just like events, you know, happening. So... To me, it's just it's going to be another Star Trek that you can follow, right. and you can choose if you like, you know, whatever. There's now there's three different timelines you can choose from. So if you don't like one, you have two others. Right. And um, I don't hate this one. 
I am kind of intrigued about where it's gonna go though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, they didn't exactly say what they did with Philippa, did they? They didn't hear. Um, they just said that she was granted her freedom. Yeah. And like we said, um, Burnham gets her command back or commission back. And uh, Tilly is no longer a cadet. She is a full-fledged member of Starfleet. She's been accepted as a officer in training. Officer in training, yeah, that's right. She's part of the command officer in training or something like that. Yes. Because that, that's Which, what we knew about in the, earlier in the season. She was she wants to go to command. Yes. And she'll always be a captain to me. <laughs> okay. So uh, was there anything else about the season that you uh, wanted to uh, finish up? More Tilly, please. More Tilly? Yes. <laughs> That's all you got from the whole season is more yes. Tilly? Yes, I like Tilly a lot. Um, hopefully there's more to her. I mean, she's funny. Um, she's definitely a bit of comic relief. I always liked her interactions, especially when they introduce her to the new Philippa, which she thinks is the it, the original until it's revealed that she's not and she figures it out. <laughs> and I mean, she's just a really charming character. I really liked her a lot. I hope we follow a bit more of her. Well, I would say that I mean a lot of the episodes I was I was extremely bored with, but there are a lot of interesting episodes too. So, uh, I guess I'm I am excited to see what they do with the, the next season. I think they found a stride, uh, a, a way to make itself different than the rest of uh, Star Trek. So I'm interested in what they do with the next season. Um, and then I, I I'm really interested in seeing that Philippa show. Like I don't know why I just am so. I don't know. Maybe I will watch more of this. Maybe I won't. I am I am paying for a CBS All Access account now, so I might <laughs> I mean, as well. You might as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm using it for Twilight Zone, which I'm not so happy with. Like, I liked I like parts of ev- all three episodes so far, but like uh, overall, I'm just like, eh. yeah. I've only seen the first one, and um, with uh, Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah, and Jordan Peele looks like he's acting like gene roddenberry I th- he's definitely not, trying to do his imp- own impression of it not gene roddenberry what's his name or um, yeah rod sterling rod sterling yeah, yeah i knew what you're talking I about i was thinking star trek <laughs> um yeah like i was actually kind of hoping that he was playing the character of rod sterling instead of just a narrator <laughs> like he's actually trying to be the character the only thing i have a problem with and i think this is the thing that and i know i know twilight zone did it first and i think they did it better back in the day I feel like there's just no resolve at the end of the epi- these episodes. Like, I, I that's what I, I like that. about Black Mirror. That's like at the end of it, I know that this is the end. Like, I got the the finish, like the finish of the episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, the original Twilight Zone. I mean, it, it was revolutionary for its time because it tackled some interesting and sometimes taboo subjects like. Uh, racial tensions. Well, and, the third episode definitely does that. Yeah, but it did it in such a way where it kind of, I mean, I don't know if it, the you know mind bending or blow your mind was the right way to describe it, but right. it was definitely like whoa, like that's what's going on. Um, the episode I saw with Kumail at the end was just like, oh, well, that was just like a weird thing that happened to somebody, and that's it. Like <laughs> it just ends, and there's no no like you said, no resolution. Yeah. Um, so if that's how the rest of the series are, where they just present you with like, you know, a normal person suddenly being put in a really weird situation that he doesn't understand, then okay, but what's the payoff? What's the point? Did so, he learn something? Yeah, like one of the one of my favorite episodes of. Uh uh, the original Twilight Zone is an episode. I don't. I don't know what they're called. I never remember the titles, but I just remember 
in the episode, the guy goes to pay for a newspaper. He flips a coin to uh, the newspaper guy and takes a paper. And then he all of a sudden can start hearing people's thoughts. Then by the end of the day, he goes back to the newspaper guy and, and the newspaper guy's like, hey, you flipped this coin and it landed on its side and it stayed this way the whole day. Like, it was a miracle. It was kind of cool. It kind of left it that way. And that's why he figures out, like, that's the reason why he was able to read thoughts. So he, he knocks the coin back over and he no longer can hear thoughts. And it's just like, like, obviously he's going crazy hearing other people's thoughts. But it's just like, there was a thing. Like, there was yeah, a, there it's, was a, it's interesting. There was a device. And, and there's then, a resolution. And there's a resolution. Yeah. I'm done. But, yeah, these these episodes is just like, Tracy Morgan, just, or Tracy Morgan. Yeah, it was Tracy Morgan. Tracy, okay. I keep forgetting if his if his name is Tracy Morgan or Tracy Jordan because <laughs> of 30 Rock. But yeah, Tracy Morgan just shows up and says, hey, how's it going? And then that's it. It's done. Like, he's the device and that's it. Yeah, there's no reason why he knows this or how he's, he's able to like not be affected by that same power. Or and whatever. he's also a, a famous comedian too inside of it. Like, yeah. So I don't know. He reminded me of a lot of like, oh, maybe he's supposed to be like a Dave Chappelle character where he's like, yeah, you can become super funny and popular, but it's going to cost you. You know, there's supposed to be a metaphor. Where maybe. in reality, this is just like, no, literally it's going to cost you. The things that you make fun <laughs> of will will just disappear. But it's, it, yeah, it, it, it felt like it was missing that key ingredient and that's what's hard to replicate. Is yeah. That, um, there's supposed to be a payoff and there was none. He just, disappears yeah so this has been a mini review of the first episode (laughs) so okay um star trek discovery uh good end to the season like i said i'm I'm a little hyped about the next season this could have been easily like seven episodes instead of 15 it easily could have yeah we we didn't need to do 15 episodes i think 10 episodes would have been great like a lot of the things that we complain about is like the the klingon politics and which you were right i mean star trek is supposed to be a very political show but I also one of the things I like about like I guess next or yeah next generation even though I haven't watched the whole thing is that it's very episodic like the episode can, is contained within itself they went on an adventure they discovered something they came back like status yeah. quo is restored at you the end you can watch them out of order and yeah. it wouldn't affect anything I mean no. usually there's the end in the beginning of the season that has like a big overarching story but other than that or if there's any necessary callback to something, like they'll brief you in a way that makes sense within the context. And it's natural within the story. Of the dialogue, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. hey, remember that time you were kidnapped by Borgs? Well, we have this now. <laughs> you know, you don't have to see that whole, you know, two-part story arc or whatever. Um, yeah, not this one. This no. one, um, I mean, except for that one time we goofed up and watched, like, or skipped an episode. <laughs> yeah. But we didn't even notice. Yeah. Because it was such a nonsense episode anyway. It was yeah. like, whoa, we... The, t- the time loop episode? Yeah. Which is like, probably my favorite episode of the whole season. Yeah, <laughs> but, it, but it had nothing to do with anything else. It's true. Because all we learned about that episode that later paid off in like this season finale is that we know that there's such a thing as a space whale. Sp- yeah, space whale. And the fact that, that uh, Stamus is uh, is outside of... Oh, yeah, outside of regular space-time. Right. Or can perceive the differences in space-time. Yeah, now. so... Yeah, that that's basically it, though. I mean, we we do get some of that information elsewhere as well. Um, the only real thing that it set up on this episode was that Tilly didn't realize she was eating like space whale meat and <laughs> yeah, ended right. up spitting it out, <laughs> and she got high off of volcanic ash. Yeah, which was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, 
I think that's everything we have to say. So if you have anything you'd like to add to this episode uh, or any of the stories we talked about, we'd love to hear from you. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia, G-E-M, G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. John is also on Twitter as? I am at Magic Bollocks. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Uh, obviously, you notice that Stephen wasn't here this week. He is in the middle of moving. Oh, that, so That's what's missing. <laughs> so uh, he should be back. Uh, we'll try and do uh, more stuff with him or make sure that he's on more episodes. Uh, but you can follow him at, at Peppermint Gent on Twitter and uh, Mod20Gaming on Twitch on Friday nights when they do their D&D gaming. So make sure to, to follow and subscribe that. You can also follow him on Fourth uh, Avenue when he's riding on his electric ma- skateboard. <laughs> I mean, you can if you if you could make it to Yuma. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, if you like to check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts in the Geekly Media Network, you can do it at our website, geeklymedia.com. Until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geekly Media Network, saying always remember to geek, geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program. Hi, this is Steven from Geek Elite Media, and I want to tell you about Cuts by Candice, a hairstylist that will work with you to get just the right look. After growing my hair out for years and years, Candice was the only stylist I trusted to cut my luscious locks. Mention our promo code GEEKOUT when making your appointment through the end of April 2019, and you'll get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candice on Facebook and Cuts by Candice 3 on Instagram, and start looking the best you, you can.